Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Life Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Life Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. The Lord Hallelujah. Jesus, you are all welcome anyway. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Last week, um, we saw from the Bible that when one becomes a Christian, he's a new creature. And not just new as overnight, but new as a baby. And the person must grow. Because before you became a Christian, you have ways of doing things. You have your thought pattern, you have your belief, you have your priorities. But when you become a Christian, God's ways are totally different. And anything you want from God, you're expecting God. The new Christian life that must show into you, the Christian grace, the habit, is going to come from God. Amen. And God does that by the word of God. Amen. And as you obey the word of God, it begins to form you into that new creature. It begins to grow you into a Christian. So without obeying the word of God, you will become like a disabled child. Amen. You see that your life will not glorify or your life will not show that you are what? A Christian. Because listen, we are all people of the world. So when we become Christians, our new nationality as Christian is meant to be our advantage a plus so by all standard we must be better off amen in all areas than we have ever been amen praise the Lord Jesus so let us not forget that amen that the only way and the only way out is to eat what the word amen, amen. amen. because the word is the food that will grow you so this is what we learned last week amen and this week too um, I would like to continue on the same thing amen uh, similar amen I don't know why the emphasis is coming even though I always say I don't know why I know why amen. amen because God who is in charge knows what he's doing amen uh, as many of you can see today the subject of my sermon or teaching or preaching is the the potter and the vessel of honor the potter and the vessel of honor the potter and the vessel of honor. What do I mean by the potter and the vessel of honor? When we become Christians, we repent of our old life. We repent of our sinful life. We repent of our ways that is not pleasing to God because it is distracted. The only reason why our ways as worldly people is not pleasing to God, it is because it is distractive to men and ourselves. Amen. So we repent of it. Amen. Then many of us too, even though uh, we repent of our wicked and wrong ways, we have weaknesses. We have weaknesses that our mothers couldn't help us with it. Our teachers couldn't help us with it. Amen. And many of us, apart from the weaknesses too, we have disadvantages. Amen. But when we come to God, when we become Christians, because God is almighty, and because we all know, we don't even need to read the Bible to know inbuilt within us 
that God is able to make our life better, we automatically, consciously or subconsciously, expect that our life will become what better than we were in the world. Amen. But your life will not just become better. Amen. Your life will only become better by all round when you submit to God as the potter and you as the vessel or the clay. What me and me as the, as the potter in the realms of the spirit and in the physical, for us Christians, God, if we want it to be God, if we want the help from God, if we want the answered prayer from God, if we want God to do it, if we want to do it for God, if we want God to do it through us, if we want us to do it through God, anything that will have to do with God, you have to be a clay. And God must be the potter. You will have to be dead as dead and good for nothing as far as God is concerned, as the clay and you must submit totally and wholly to God as the potter you see the potter is the person who uses the clay to create the vessel the clay does not get to tell the potter how he should do it how when what and until it doesn't matter you are a Christian you are saved it doesn't matter till you become as dead as a clay, good for nothing before God. When it comes to God and you recognize that God is the potter, you will never become the vessel that you expect God to make you. You never become the vessel that you trust that God will turn you into. And that vessel is always a vessel of honor because you want something honorable, you want something better. Please, do we understand? Let me see if I can rephrase it. So I become a Christian. I'm expecting God to deliver me of those addictions. I'm expecting God that I will be able to come out of laziness. I'm expecting God that now I will be a better person. That my finances will be better. You see, and I'm not just that I'm expecting. I'm expecting it because the Bible says so. And I'm expecting God that I will not go back into my sin like a dog who goes back to what? His vomit. Again, you see? And not like I'm only expecting God. The Bible says so. God promised so. You see? But that expectation will never be met until I recognize and accept God that he is the potter and me. I am the clay in his hand. So he will mold me into it. Until I understand this relationship, all my expectations will not come to pass. Not like God cannot do it. Not like God is not willing to do it. But it's like the potter needs a clay first. When you give the potter sand, he won't use. When you give the potter stone, he won't use. He needs a clay. So till I become a clay in the hands of the potter who is God Almighty, he won't touch me. And until he touched me, he hasn't started the molding. Amen. I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. And depending on the vessel you already are, will show, and what you want God to do, will show the depth of your molding. 
or what needs to be destroyed. So I think many of us, we forget this reality. So we come and say, God, I am, I am green. Turn me into blue. At the same time, we are telling God, don't touch the pigment that has made me green. Don't touch it. Turn me into blue. Or we are trying to tell God, listen, is that thing that made me blue? No. Leave it to God. If you want him to turn you into what? Blue from green. Amen. And I want to show it to you in the Bible. And I want you to receive it with all your heart. Other than that, you just go around in circles. It is what it is. His ways are his ways. Jesus said the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures is full of principles, it's full of laws. Job said, do you know that God asked Job, he questioned Job, he said, you are talking to my, do you know the laws that governs the heavens? So there are laws, there are spiritual laws that governs the heavens, just as there are fiscal laws. Amen. Do not forget also that the Bible was written for Christians. The Bible was not written for the worldly people. Never forget this fact. The Bible was written for Christians. So when people are in the world, when they become Christian, they are supposed to read what? The Bible. Like a pastor, a lot of things I won't say to people. God, they don't respect God. They don't even accept me as a pastor. But if I'm talking to you as a Christian, there are things I will say. And the only reason I will say that you say you are a Christian or you want to be a Christian. So I'll tell you about what things of what? Christ from the what? Kingdom of what? Christianity. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Okay. So let's hit the scriptures. Jeremiah. Let's open our Bible to Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 2. Amen. Let's read to the 6. Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 2 to 6. The porter and the vessel of honor. Who is the porter? God Almighty. Who is the vessel of honor? You. Amen. No, the vessel is you. The vessel, the potter uses the clay for the vessel. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 2 to 6. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 2 to 6. Let's go. Hallelujah. Amen. Jeremiah 18, 2 to 6. Mm-hmm. Go down to the porter's house, and there I will give you and I will give you my message. So I went down to the porter's house. And I saw him working at the wheel, but the pot he was shaping from the clay was married, was sorry, was mad in his hands. So the porter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, can I not do with you, Israel? As this porter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hands of the porter, so are you in my hands, Israel. Amen. Amen. Wow. Keep your hand there. You read it again. But before you read it again, go to Romans chapter 2, verse 28 to 29 for me, please. Let's read Romans chapter 2, verse 28 to 29. Romans chapter 2, 28 to 29. And we come back to the Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 2, 28 to 29. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 2, 28 to 29. Mm-hmm. 
A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, no, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the writing code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. Amen. 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 Okay. Now, the scripture we read in Romans say, a Jew is not of the flesh but of the spirit yeah. uh, jewish people are israel so mm -hmm. now an israelis is not because you were born what mm -hmm. as israel yeah. as a citizen but because you are born again so when we go back to the jeremiah chapter 18 verse 2 mm -hmm. to 6 again mm -hmm. god was speaking to us amen. amen this scripture is for christians and if you want to be a christian this scripture is not for worldly people. God is not concerned about the world because he is not their porter. But for a Christian, this scripture is for us. God will never come to you if you say no to him. Even if you don't want to, him to say certain things to you, he will not say, I've come to experience that. Because he will never lose and he will always respect you. So I want us to read the Jeremiah again. Let's read it. Jeremiah chapter 18, 2 to 6. Amen. Again. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 18, 2 to 6. Mm -hmm. Go down to the porter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the porter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was mad in his hands. So the porter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to Hold me. Hold on. So the Bible says, God said to his prophet, Jeremiah, he said to him, say, listen, I have a message for my people, Israel. Mm -hmm. Note, a Jew is not of the flesh, but of the spirit. So for Christians. But this message, before I give you this message, I want you to go to what? The porter house. God, in my wisdom, I have chosen that that is where I will give you what? The message. So Bible says Jeremiah went to the porter house. And when he went there, God opened his eyes. What I mean by God opening his eyes, of course, when you go to the porter house, you will see that God, uh, the porter is working. But when God opens your eyes, things become obvious to you. Things become meaningful to you. So he noticed when he got there that the porter had in hand some clay and he was making what? A vessel. Amen. Mm -hmm. And Bible said he saw that the vessel, the porter didn't like how the vessel came up. Mm -hmm. So he just crashed the vessel again and began to make it. So the moment he went there, he noticed this. And then the word of God came. The message that God wanted to speak to him came. Read it, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said, Can mm -hmm. I not do with you, Israel, as this porter does, declares the Lord? Mm -hmm. Like clay in the hand of the porter, so are you in my hand, Israel. Amen. So then God said, Can I not do with my people, Israel, Christians, as the porter does with his clay, with his vessel? Then he went on to say, Maybe Christians, you don't know. When you say you're a Christian, when you say you have accepted God Almighty as your Lord and Master, you are a clay in His hand. Didn't He say so? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
The last bit, didn't he say yeah. so? Mm -hmm. He said, you are clay in his hand, just as the potter mm. is a clay. Mm. Sorry, just as the clay is uh, in, the hand. It's in the potter's hand. Mm -hmm. So for we Christians, mm -hmm. God is our potter. Mm -hmm. And we are the clay. You must get this into your spirit. The clay cannot talk to the potter. The clay cannot question the potter. The clay cannot tell the potter what to do, when to do, how to do it. As far as the potter is concerned, the clay is dead. As far as the clay is concerned, the potter is the all-powerful. Its outcome will be, is dependent on the potter. And the Bible says we are the clay in God's hands. In other words, if you want it to be God, from God, by God, through God, as not, not with man, as far as God is concerned, you must be as dead as clay in his hands. You must be totally, wholly, fully, submissive in his hands as far as god is concerned you must have no will if you are not a clay if you are not a clay in his hands then you are not a clay it's not a sin but then he will not mold you because the potter is the one who mold the clay the clay does not mold the potter the potter is the one who determined. So God was saying, he said, the question is asking us, we read it. He said, as the potter does to the clay, can't I do that to you? Are you not the clay in my hands? Or the relationship or the role between me and you, am I not the potter, are you not the clay? I am, not, am I not the one, the maker? Please, are you getting it? Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, God asked the question. I don't know your answer, but God is asking you that question. Let's read just the six, the last bit. Mm -hmm. Again. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 18, 6. Mm -hmm. He can, he, um, he said, sorry, can I not do with you, Israel, as the porter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the porter, so are you in my hand, Israel. So God is asking you a question today. That devotional light church, that you, that you say you are Christian, you are Savior, is your God. Can he not do with you as the porter does with the clay? It's, it's up to you. When you say yes, he will pick you up when you say no you fold his arm and go but then he said the reality is you are just like a clay in his hands meaning he has the power power to leave you just like that there you become nothing or he has the power to turn you into a vessel of honor you see when the potter comes the pot the relationship between the potter and the clay is he turns the clay into vessels 
Your life is a vessel. Your body, your spirit, your soul, your whole life is a vessel. What you become is a vessel. It can be precious, it can be waste, it can be broken, it can be tattered. But it is determined by what? The potter. But until you allow the potter, you will not become what you want the potter or what the potter say what he will tell you. Let me show it to you more, much deeper. Look at Isaiah 64 verse 8. Let's read Isaiah 64 verse 8. Amen. Amen. So the first thing I want you to note is that do you want your life to come out? As the Bible says, if so, then you must be nothing but a clay. Don't worry. I will show you how to practical because the most important thing about what separate teaching from preaching is that preaching only informs you, but teaching tells you practically how to. So I would show you from the scripture practically how to. Amen. 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 God, remember, God will never ask you to do anything that you cannot do. That is not in your power yeah. and in your place to do. Yeah. Even if it's in your power but not in your place to do, he will not ask you to do because he's a God of authority who values authority and chain of command. He respects boundaries. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay, let's read it. Isaiah 64 verse 8 mm -hmm. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the porter. We are all the work of your hands. Amen. So, Isaiah 64 verse 8, the reason why we read it, God is not only our Father. He is also our porter. And we are what? His clay. We are the works of His hand. If you see me standing here, not like I'm something, but I'm a pastor. <laughs> it is I'm purely the works of his hand as a pastor. But I'm not lucky. I'm not fortunate. I must become not like clay in his hands. I must die of self. How do I die of self? Get rid of sin. Not only that, submit all my plans. You see, as a child... As a teenager, as an adult in my 20s, I had plans. Many of these are not sin, these are good plans, but it doesn't go with what God wants to turn my vessel into, my life into. So I must submit, I must become as good as what? Dead. But the reason why we read this is to bring you the the, 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 the understanding and the clarity that he's not only your father, he is also your potter. You are not only his son, you are also the clay. If you want it to be him, if you want it, this Christian life, the, the things in the kingdom of Christianity, if you want to walk in it, you must wholly allow him to be what? The creator. Isn't it what he said? Yes. You must allow him to be what? The creator. Look at Job chapter 10, verse 8 to 9. What verse do you want to become? What do you want God to do in your life? How do you want your life to turn out? Do you want to be a vessel of honor? Do you want the promises in the word of God to be, to manifest in your life? Then now, you must upgrade your relationship with God 
and begin to walk with God and know God as the potter and you, you, you are a clay. Is clay something before the potter? Please, I'm asking, is clay something? So before my children, I'm something, I'm a father. Before my wife, I'm something, I'm a husband. Because, you see, I can do something to my wife. The whole day will spoil. You see, she'll be moody the whole day. It's like, I know I can do something to my children and they'll be moody the whole day. Just saying no to them on certain areas. That's all. Amen. So I am something. You see, but when it comes to God, you see, I am nothing. I am clay. I want you to understand. He didn't say become nothing to people or not. I'm talking about you and your God. If you want him to make you a vessel of honor. So look at Job chapter 10 verse 8 to 9. Amen. Mm -hmm. Job 10, 8 to 9. Your mm -hmm. hands shaped me and made me. Will you now turn and destroy me? Remember that you molded me like clay. Will you now turn me to dust again? Amen. So Job brought this reality. He said, remember God, you molded me what? Like clay. So the reality is, if we give our life to God, we submit to him, he mold us like what? Clay. Clay. So when people come to Christ, when people become born again, when we are Christian, when we come to church, when we are in the church and we begin to pray one and two, fast one and two, and we think because of that, our life will overturn for the good overnight. We are joking. It is an ongoing process. He molds you. He molds you. He molds you. He molds you. Maybe you are a flat plate. A saucer. Saucer is very flat. It can hold virtually no water. That's why there's nothing good in your life. And you want all the good things in your life. The only way is he has to turn you into a bowl so you can hold enough water. So you begin to break the bowl, begin to break, begin to break. Some even crash it and start all over again. And you're saying, don't break it, just give me the water. It won't happen. Because saucer cannot hold water. And you begin to break it. As he's breaking it, the more you are able to contain and allow the faster it becomes so when he start breaking it and for one year he has broken it he's now molding and you think you are there he leaves you are incomplete so even though you're christian born again your life does not show the problem is not god you are not allowing him to form you to mold you so he said can I not do with my people as the potter does with the clay? Are you not clay in my hands? Job said, he formed me. He molded me like clay. Isaiah said, we are clay in God's what, hands and God is what our potter, that we are the works of what his hands. And God wants you to be the works of his hand. And God's works is always beautiful. Believe me. When he finished the world, the Bible says all he did was good. If it is God who is doing it, if it's with God, it is always beautiful. 
it is always envious. It, you can it, it is you, it's, it, it won't be God when it is ugly. Because when you read the Bible, God knows beauty. If you look at the materials and the things he asked Israel to use to build the first tabernacle, in that moment, it was the state of the art. Yeah. There was no silver. He didn't accept silver. Gold. The west was brass. Even the pillars had gold around it. Amen. Amen. The wood was solid wood. Wood that doesn't, does not what? Uh, rot. So everything that God built is beautiful. If you observe a fish in a fish tank, you will see that this thing, eh, the person who created it, eh, is a genius. And of course, that person is God. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the question is, or what I want you to understand now is that God is your potter. If you say you're a Christian, and the earlier you agree to this and you submit to that as a clay, the faster you become that vessel. That vessel means what you want to see in your life, how your life will become, how it will be formed. It starts for the vessel because every vessel and how is made by the potter. Amen. Amen. Because of this, I want to show you Isaiah 29 15 to 16. We are going back, Isaiah 29, 15 to 16. Because you must know that God is your potter. And his interest in you is to what? Build you up. But not as you want. As he wants. As he wants. Because he said, can the potter, can the clay tell the potter what to what? Do with it. So it means that, no, 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 no. Read it for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 29, 15 mm -hmm. to 16. Mm -hmm. Woe to those who go to great depths mm -hmm. to hide their plans from the Lord, mm -hmm. who do their work in darkness and drink, who sees us, who will know. You turn things upside down as if the porter were thought to be like the clay. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, who formed it, you did not make me. Can the pot say to the porter, you know nothing? Amen. So this is the problem of many Christians. So God over here say, woe unto those people who think they are smart when it come to me. Woe unto my people, Christians, who think they are smart. They hide their ways. They think they are with God, but then they are doing other things. And he said, he said, he said, it said, he said, is the clay saying the potter knows nothing? Isn't it what it says? Yes. He said, like that, when you behave like that, when you think, oh God, even though I'm a Christian, I'm a church, I will still be doing a which contradicts your well being. He said, you are just like the clay, thinking that he knows better than the potter. It means that that is how deceptive and delusion you are. Amen. And he said, by that, what you don't know, you are acting, you are acting as if the clay can teach what? The potter. Because that's what he said. Say as if potter were taught to be like the clay. In other words, he was he's telling her that listen, God is not like you. God is almighty. He is the potter. You are the clay. When you compare yourself to God, the, the gap is so big. 
do you behave like you are teaching the potter what to do? How do you behave? Because if that's the case, in your case, the potter will just leave you. Because what you don't know, you see, ignorance is no excuse. Jesus said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Say, my people are destroyed for their ignorance. Bible says he wept because of the ignorance of the people. So it's no excuse. Because in the spirit, that means you become proud and arrogant before God. You think you know better, wiser than God. Think of it. The clay thinks that what? God is like him. So when God says, that shall not, he counsels tell God, but God, you should know better, that should. When God says, that should, you know, God, you should know better, that shall not. God, you think you are the same as God. That's what he said. He didn't say it. Isn't it what he said? That's why he said, would the person, would the thing that is made, question the one who made it. Imagine your computer or your phone your Samsung food or your iPhone, whatever phone is you are using, is questioning the company that made it. Is your phone a match? Let's use iPhone. Is it a match for the Apple company that made it? Just one screw, just one screw. Apple company will just remove that one screw from the phone. That is the end of the phone. Apple company can choose not to update the phone again. The phone will get virus. It will be running slow. That's it. All the WhatsApp and Facebook will not work because there hasn't been updated. The Apple company can choose just to pull, pull just one security software from it. All the viruses will come. You turn on your phone and your phone will be flashing, will be flashing. No, that's what God said. In fact, let's read it again. I want you to get it. He said the one who made you, will you? Let's read it. Is that 29, the reason I want you to pick it in the scripture yourself. And this is in relationship with you and God as the potter and the clay. Mm -hmm. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it? Mm -hmm. You did not make me. You did not make me. But, mm -hmm. but in other words, this is what many of us are saying. Not by words, but by our action. We are telling God that you didn't make me, so you can't tell me you don't know better. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Can the pot say to the porter, you know nothing? Amen. In other words, we are saying to God, who is the potter and we are the clay or his vessel, that you, God, you know nothing. You should know that this modern day, this scripture shouldn't work. You should know my second. That's what we are saying. We know better. Mm-hmm. We are maybe we are not saying with words, but by your action. Continue to the to the this thing for me. Yeah, I've read it too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. To the sixteen. Yes. Amen. So how how do you how do you become victim of this? How do you knowing or knowing say to God, I know better than you, or you are not the one for me, or you should know better. It's connected to your obedience to the word. I'll show you, you get there. It's connected to it. Remember, always remember this. Action speak louder than words in all situations. Isaiah 45 verse 9. So because God is your what? Potter. If you want to be a vessel of honor, make sure 
that Isaiah 29 verse 15 to 16 never apply to you. Make sure that by your actions and your words and your behavior, you are not saying to God who made you that you did not make what? Me. You are not saying, you are not questioning God that he doesn't know, like, do you know better? Amen. Amen. Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Isaiah 45 verse mm -hmm. 9. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who are nothing but potsherds, mm -hmm. among the potsherds on the ground. Does the clay say to the porter, what are you making? Does your work say the porter has no hands? Amen. Amen. The same thing, but dig deeper. He mm. said, woe unto those who quarrel with their maker. Okay. So a lot of Christians are quarreling with God. And how are they quarreling with God? They are saying to God the potter that we know better than you. Is it, is, that's what he said. Yeah. He said those who say what? Mm -hmm. Who quarrel with God, isn't it? Yeah. The, isn't it? Yeah. They are saying to the potter, what I'm are you what? Making. making. Amen. Amen. They said they are clearly saying to the potter, like the potter, you have no what hands, meaning you have no power to make it because the potter all he uses is what his hands. So it means that for we Christian, many of us, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we are not aware of it or not, by our actions, by the things we do and we don't do, and the things we are saying, we are telling God, we are telling God that you have no power to make me or break me, to bring me out or not, to turn me into a vessel of honor or not. That's what the scripture say. And it say, woe unto those people. Whenever you see woe, mean trouble. Could it be you are saying this to God? The fear is because when you are saying this to God, God will not touch you. You become whatever vessel you are and you've been. But to become the vessel of honor for God to show forth his glory within you. Someone will say, lie, lie, meaning never. I remember when we started the church, uh, when, when one day at the right time, I'll show it. Uh, when we started the church, God said, no matter what you do, you must have the word light in your, the name of the church. Because that is your own. And he said, he gave me some 119 verse, is it 105? And, and he said, with this is your church. All I need is as you obey my word, I will show forth my glory within you. I'll show forth my glory within you as they obey the word. As they obey the word. Amen. So if you want him to make your verse glorious, if you want him to show his glory within you, then you it, it's connected to obeying his word, but we'll come to that. But then you must be nothing like what? A potter. A, sorry, a clay in the potter's hand. Today I'm preaching about the potter and the verse of honor. And the potter is God. He is a real potter. He said there are people, the scripture we read, he said there are people who are saying to the potter that the potter has no hands, meaning he has no power to turn you into anything. But I say, woe unto those people. 
May it not be that you are saying that. Amen. But how will you know that you are saying that or you are not saying that? It's connected to your obedience to the word of God. But we will come there. Romans chapter 9, verse 20 to 21. I want to show you something. Because you see, if we Christians we will become clay in God's hands and know and accept God as the potter, each one of us, our life will be glorious. No matter what the challenge is, when we look back when we were not Christians, we will always be grateful that we are Christians. And our life will cause unbelievers to become Christian. Because you see, the vessel of honor, when the vessel is better, you cannot, you, you cannot, uh, what's the word? Denounce it. Amen. Amen. You, you cannot, you cannot see A and say B. Even if you lie that it's B, deep down your heart, you know what? Yeah. It is A. Read it for me. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 9, 20 to 21. Romans 9, 20 to 21. Mm -hmm. But who are you, a human being, mm -hmm. to talk back to God? Mm -hmm. Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? Amen. Amen. Wow. The reason why we read this in Romans to show you, say, who are you to speak back in connection to God and say, don't you realize now you know that God is a potter and he has the right, even has the right to make some vessels greater, beautiful than the other, precious than the other, isn't it? But guess what? It says, he has the right to make some of the vessels for important use and some for what? For common use. But guess what? It doesn't depend on him. It depends on you. Are you getting it? Listen, listen, listen. You need to understand this. God is the potter. He, with read scripture, that says you must be dead to him like clay. And he turned the clay clay into the vessel he wants us in accordance to his word and we read Romans our last scripture right now that says God why question God why say why am I suffering he is not suffering why all this because God is the one who has the power and is in charge of that isn't it but at the same time even though it is God it doesn't depend on God. It depends on you. Yes. It depends on how you will be totally dead or submissive to the potter. And trust in the potter. And be patient with the potter. It depends on how you will clean yourself of filth, of sin, by obeying the word of God. So even though God is the one who make it, what you turn it into is determined by you. Let me show it to you. Timothy, please. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 20 to 21. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 20 to 21. So the power to make some special and some common is with God because he is the potter because you cannot make yourself. But whether he's going to turn you into special or common is dependent on you. Do you get the difference? Mm -hmm. 
Please read it for mm -hmm. me. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Timothy 20 mm -hmm. to 21. Mm -hmm. Sorry. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Amen. So it said the vessels, some are for common use, some are for special use. But what determines what is for common use and special? Those who clean themselves of sin and other things. That's why I say the power is rest with God. God is the one who will make it. But you determine what verse because you are to clean yourself of okay. sin and filth and other things and submit to him mm -hmm. and he will mold you. So it is your choice. That's why I always tell people that there's a there's always a, a, a role for you to play, that there's always a cause. I never worry about God, what God will do or what God will not do. I've said this several times, and God knows. I always and always worry about me when it comes to God. What am I supposed to do or not to do? It is only God. He, He, He's Almighty. He will never fail. He is the Potter. But if me, I can get rid of the things that I need to get rid of, and it's deeper than sin. It is deeper than sin. It, it is deeper than matter of what is sin. One of the definition of sin, the Bible said, every disobedient, every disobedient. It's sin. So the one who is committing fornication is sinning. But at the same time, the one who is not obeying the word of God to love is also sin. Yeah. The one who is committing fornication uh, 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 is sin. At the same time, the one who is a drunkard is sinning. Amen. So uh, did you realize God is all powerful? The power is in his hands. And only he can do it, and he will do it. But as to what he will do or turn you into is dependent on you. Not on him. But he there is the potter. That is his life. He turns nothing, vessel nothing into something. He takes things that is not respected and lift it up and turn it into something very respectful. But it's not dependent on him, it's dependent on you. He's the potter, you are the clay. And you must make sure you remain the clay or become the clay. So ask yourself, and I still stand on my grounds, three years. I'm not saying we won't have challenges. We will forever have challenges. In fact, last week I was praying. And I, 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 I've been praying about something for a while. And I just finished praying about the thing again. And I heard the Lord asked me are you sure for this thing and i said yes and said it means it means forever you will not be happy it means forever your life will be from one uh, what was the word he used uh, he said uh, i've forgotten the actual word but it stands for like from one challenge to the other from one difficulty crisis he said your life will forever be from one crisis to another crisis I say yes. Say it means this thing you ask for. It means you will never be normal again. You sure you want it? I say yes. And I understood it. Not like every challenge. Because like a pastor, sometimes you are never happy. People don't realize that. Oh yeah. See, 
you wake up, you wake up in the morning, you are happy. For example, a member call you, he's in the hospital, all burned up. Can you celebrate? Won't your, your mood change? Do you understand what I mean by a pastor? You can never be happy. Once you pray and somebody get breakthrough, for example, somebody want a job, get a job, you are celebrating. You call, oh, somebody called, someone is dead. Oh, you have to go and mourn. Once the people have become faithful, all of a sudden one person becomes faithful, you have to do it. You see, from problem to problem. So I'm not talking about, it means that there's no challenges, but you must know and you must see clearly that your life as a Christian is better than as a non-Christian. It's getting better. Now you are patient. Now you are wiser. Now you have self-control. Now you have compassion. You see, it must get better. Now you are not lazy. Now you are able to work. Now you are able to say no to sin. You, you must be able to say, point your blessing and name them one by one. That's what I mean by your life. We must get better. And this is better I'm talking about. I'm not talking about things that Tesco, Sainsbury's, or the world can give you. I'm talking about the thing that only God can give you. Righteousness, holiness, peace, joy, love, patience, endurance, calmness, trust. Things that money can buy. Many rich people don't have this. Many rich people don't have this. So I'm talking about real jewels now. That in the midst of trouble, you are peace, rest assured. You see, we, it must get better. It shouldn't get worse. If it, it doesn't get better, especially after three years, what, and if you are not able to show it, then it means you are not doing something right. You have not submitted fully to the potter. Praise the Lord Jesus. But anyway, why did I get into this story? I got into the story to say that it is dependent on what you, as we read in 2 Timothy, is dependent on you. I know the number one question would be, how do you become what? How do you make sure? You are the pot, the clay, if you are a Christian, because we read the scripture. That says, are my people not a clay in my hands? So that one, I don't even need to show you whether you like it or not. You are a clay. If you say you're a Christian, because I said, God, our Father, the Potter, we are clay in your hands. So the question is, how? The first thing I want you to know, note, how does God mold the clay? Because you want to be a vessel of honor. You want to be a vessel that when you yourself look at your life, there's a complete change for the best, for the better, mm -hmm. all around, by all standard. The good you wanted to do but you couldn't do now, you are able to do that good. You want to see it. The evil you don't want to do now, you are not able to do those evil. You want to see it. Tangibly. You, it's called a Christian. There must be, you say, be transformed. There must be a transformation, meaning a total change that is obvious all around by all standards. If it is not, you are not being formed. So when you say you're a Christian a year two and you're still wobbling and swimming in sin, you are far. 
that one the clay they have not even removed the plant in the clay and all those things to start molding it because same is the plant the, the things the yeast in the flour but practically how do we get mold we look at it in two dimensions from God's side you see there are four essential elements that the potter need 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 in order to turn the clay into anything whether you're already a vessel and it is crash he will still need that for essential element and this for essential element is he will need the hammer because some of you 30 years 20 years in the world You've been baked into a certain vessel that needs to be crushed totally. Oh yes, totally. Before he can mold you. So there will be a hammer to crush you totally. And it will need also what? Water. Because without water, the clay will not be soft enough for him to use it. Amen. And he will need also fire or source of heat. By the Bible, we call it fire. Because it is the fire that, after the vessel has been made, it is the fire that bake it, that make it hard, that make it durable. Please, you understand. So these three elements, amen, amen. are essential, amen, amen. for 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 the clay to be moved. And God uses this three what? Element. It is real. You see, the Bible says, once I've spoken, twice I've spoken, my people do not hear. He's speaking a clay that a potter and a clay. So by that, he's teaching that the way he does it, just like the potter do, uh, uh, that's, that's how what? He also what? Do it. He will form you. It's a process ongoing as long as you allow yourself. So, God, for you to be transformed into a vessel of honor, for the promises of God to be shown in your life, these three things is for, I'll mention the last one later, must be, must, you must allow it in your life. Because without these three things, you cannot be formed. And where are these threatens? How does he reach us with these threatens? The Bible. The Bible. These threatens is the word of God. And whenever he's doing it, these threatens, you will feel it like that. But if you embrace it, if you accept it by obeying the word, then these threatens will begin to mold your life into that vessel. Let me show it to you in the scripture. Jeremiah 23, verse 29. So I've mentioned hammer, I've mentioned fire, I've mentioned what? Uh, water. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Jeremiah 23, verse 29. Mm -hmm. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? Amen. So he said, This Bible is like what? Fire, fire and like what? Hammer. Meaning. Yeah. This Bible does the work that fire does on us. 
and it does the work that what hammer yeah. does on us. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Hmm. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5, 26. Mm -hmm. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. In, oh, sorry. I was reading Galatians. Sorry. Okay. Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 26. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 5, 26. Mm -hmm. It says, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Amen. So how does we, the water come in our life to wash us? The word, the Bible. So I've noticed that the hammer and the fire and the water, which are the essential element for the potter mm -hmm. to turn any claim to anything yeah. is the word. Yeah. Is the word. And if we say God is the potter and we are the clay, and I'm saying that ah, <laughs> this is the essential word, element. It sounds some way. But you see, God is this as well. That's the fourth one. Mm. So the fourth element is God Himself, isn't it? Yes. Because without with the water, with the clay, and the hammer, without the potter, still nothing will be what mm. made. So where is God? That one too, you see that is the word. John 1 verse 1. Mm -hmm. John 1 verse 1. Amen. John 1 verse 1. John 1 verse 1. Hallelujah. Amen. John 1 verse 1. In mm -hmm. the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. So the Word is God. So the four essential elements for a clay to become a vessel is the potter, God. Mm -hmm. The water is through this. Mm -hmm. The fire mm -hmm. and the hammer. Yes. So without this, without this, without this, it looks simple. Without this. Without this, without this, eh, you will not become what you expect God to make you yeah. or what God has said. But how? Not by knowing it. Not by knowing it. It is only when you do it. The essence of knowing is to do it. So even if you don't know this, but by nature you are doing it, your best becomes beautiful. Mm -hmm. Let me show it to you. And I want you to know this scripture very carefully. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 6. Hmm. 2 Timothy chapter. So we are now looking at the essential, four essential elements by which you as a clay will be turned into anything meaningful for your own life. Amen. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 6. 16. Hallelujah. Amen. Chapter 3 verse 16. Yeah. 2 Timothy mm -hmm. 3 verse 16. Mm -hmm. All scripture is God breathe, 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 sorry, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Amen. Sister Joyce, I've warned you several times. You, you can't see where, look at the scriptures where. It didn't say all. It says some scriptures. Okay, let me read the King James Version. Yeah. It says all, all. I, I, I challenge. It didn't say all scriptures. Okay, I'll read the It didn't say all. It said some where is your space? 
Where, where your spell card, maybe you don't see. And read another version. Never said, or oh, it says some. Mm -hmm. okay, and I'm reading the New American Standard. Uh -huh. It says all scripture. A-L-L. All. All. Okay, let me read the amplified version. Hey. It says every one. scripture. Hey, that one put it. All. It has made every. it worse. <laughs> it has every. Yeah. Okay. So note, it said all scriptures. Not the word all. Or not the word every. He didn't say some. So he said everything in the Bible. Everything in the Bible is God breathed. And it's for what? Teaching. Teaching to teach you how to be financially independent. Amen. To teach you how to marry and how to maintain your marriage. Mm -hmm. To teach you how to be uh, faithful. And for rebooking. To tell that that is wrong, that must stop. That habit is wrong. That behavior will not help you. To correct you that you have failed, that we don't behave like that. That that is not the rightful way, even though what you are doing is not sin, because there are others to correct you, to train you, train you. Not all in righteousness, meaning for good, never in sin, never in negative. But no, it's all scriptures. So whatever scripture you do not obey, you will lack that thing. So maybe the vessel, the vessel, a cup, a cup, they want to form you into a cup for hot tea. You see, for the king, hot tea. So because of that, they will bake you hard and they put their, their handle. So the word of God, you need to obey to make it a handle. You say no, you will never obey that word of God. You've obeyed all the cuppers by the handle. But you see that small handle, because of that, you can never be used for the tea. You become good because, you see, when the king holds it, it will burn his so until you begin to obey that way, that part of you will never be formed. Even though you've done the whole big part. Mm -hmm. But it's not God's fault. Remember, it's dependent on you. Yeah. So he said, every word of God, all word of God. Why did we read this? Because God is the word. The water for the, uh, for the clay is the word. The fire is the word. The hammer is the word. Many like the water of the word, but they don't like the fire of the word. So you are dried up and baked. You are good for nothing, even if you've been finished molding and you take fire. Maybe your behavior became, you became Christian. It's very bad. So that behavior is crashed totally. You stop, you cease from it totally. You cannot do anything. Maybe you're a serial fornicator. Can, can we let you work with girls in the church? No. We will not even know, but God knows it. So you repent, you admit that it's wrong, you completely come off it, you marry, you secure yourself. So many don't want the hammer, the hammer, the hammer. That will crush the things that need to be crushed. So it is fully obeying the word. All scriptures. Which scriptures are you choosing and picking? Be careful. 
Because the ones you are choosing and picking, the ones you are not obeying will be your deformity. Because of that, because of that, you see, we cannot use you for a jack. Because you don't have cover. When we put the water in and leave it, anything can fall into it. Because the ones you are not obeying or the one you are not obeying is meant to be your cover. It's that simple. So even though you've been formed beautiful jack, we can't use it. We can't use it. So everybody sees it and says, but it's not better. It's not the same as in the world. It's even worse. Come here, I'm in the world. Cry, get water filled. And he. But not like God. It's you. Because you are handpicking. I don't know. The emphasis is it has to be all the word of God. Obedience. Whether it is painful to you or not. Yeah. Whether it is painful to you or not whether it is painful to you or not. Whether you agree to it or not, you must obey it as a Christian. See, I will never tell an unbeliever this because he said, God is not my God. But you say, God is your God. That's why I'm telling you this. Whether you agree with it or not, you must obey it. If you have a problem, your problem must be, is it truly the word of God? Do I understand it right? Once this two is yes, yes, it must be obeyed at all costs. Adam, that you are saying that doesn't you know better than God, the scripture we read. God should know that this is not possible. That's what you are saying. But I say he is the potter. He has in your hand. He will create you. He knows all things. He knows all things. Let's read more scriptures in regards to we getting mold. So now we've seen that God mold us by the word. And as we obey all the word, we get mold. I mean, this year, by God's grace, it will be seven years since I became a pastor. But do not forget that I was a Christian, a good Christian, before I became a pastor. I was born as a Christian, but a bad Christian. Even I wasn't saved. You see, but at least, thank God, I was aware of him. You see, so I, so I was once a bad Christian, or you can say a church goer, or a lukewarm Christian, before I became a good Christian, a true Christian. Because to be honest, there's not like a bad Christian. You are or you are not. Amen. That's what Jesus said. He said, either you are gardener or you are scattered. There's no gray area. You are either the wheat or the tar. And I became a Christian before I became what? A pastor. Amen. But... Yeah, so at least if I will be a pastor seven years this year, at least I've been a Christian for a while. If this time I've used it to do degree and and masters, by now I'll have PhDs in it. Or am I, am I lying? I will, I'll be having PhDs in it. So it is a lot of years. Yeah. But I'm saying this to say, up to now, there are depths of things that I have to submit to God. And sometimes even blew my mind. And I'm not talking about sin. As for sin, by God's grace, long time. Because without me coming out of sin, I couldn't become a worker to become a pastor. But there are things that every now and then I must allow God to break it. I must submit to it. I must endure it. Like what I said he told me recently. 
what this thing you're asking, it means that all your life will not be normal again. It's, it's like a fire. You sure you want to be that vessel, then a lot of fire must come. And there are things that I submitted eight years ago, seven years ago, five years ago, up to today, I must still submit it over and over. Because until I die, I'm still being formed. I'm, I'm, I'm still being transformed. Amen. I always remember in my church where I was all day, my father's in the Lord Church. Listen, they didn't, they didn't respect me. It's like you, it's like you, you don't qualify to pray. You only qualify to teach Sunday school. I started Sunday school in that church and also to teach about what is baptism. Uh, what is the Holy Spirit before church service starts? When they are praying or deliverance or anything, it's like you stand there. It's like you. It's like you. And I never had a problem. All I did was follow God. All I did was obey the word. All I did was obey the word. All I did was obey the word. But the last time I was with them, they all, they all, in not like they said it, they saw that I have been transformed. Have been changed. The boy who they thought or couldn't pray wasn't hot enough. Was not only praying, but healing and performing what deliverance. But it didn't happen overnight. I'm trying to say that on oh, is deeper, is deeper, is deeper, is deeper, is deeper. And all note all he does it by the word. Not by informing you, but by you doing it. The essence of informing you is to do it. And I want us to read more scriptures. Psalm 32 verse 8. Psalm 32 verse 8. Psalm 32 verse 8. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 32 verse 8. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I, I want to show you practically. How the word moved us. Amen. Amen. And also to tell you why you, it has to be full obedience. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Psalm 32 verse 8. Mm -hmm. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eyes on you. Amen. You want to know the way you will go. Mm -hmm. The way you go regarding your relationship, your finances. The way you go so that you come out of that trouble, that challenge. He said he will instruct you. How does he instruct you? By the word. Psalm 119 says your word, the word of God are the instructions of God. How does he instruct you? Don't do that. Do that. Don't say that. If you obey, you'll be surprised. Instructions. Instructions. And he does that by the word. Listen, you are angry, okay, it's good you are angry, we all get angry, but when you are angry, do not let the next day deal with it and move on. Instructions, instructions, yeah, it's not your fault, but he's instructing you. You'll be surprised if you follow this foolish instruction, if you think it's foolish, how beautiful your world will be. How any small thing will never escalate. You say, hey, listen, faithful people, are difficult to find 
be faithful to the faithful. If you just obey this, you see how your life will be better by having faithful people around you. Instructions. So he, he, he instructs you. He instructs you with your word. That's why we spend many of our like Sundays. All I do is praising and uh, teaching. Because as I teach, instructions is coming. He will instruct you. It's not magic. Instruction, what to do, what not to do. So as you do what he's instructing you to do by his word, bingo. As you are not doing it, bingo. If you don't do it, then the purpose and the essence will never manifest in your life. It's that simple. How does he instruct us? I want you to see it in the Bible yourself, not by it because I've said this. Exodus 24 verse 12. Amen. In the way you, you, you should go. Yeah. You want a good job. You instruct you that, listen, it is by skill that you get a good job. So get skill. How do you get skill? Either by education or by training. <laughs> instruct you. Instruct you. Mm -hmm. Exodus 24 verse 12. Mm -hmm. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay there. And I will give you the tablet of stone with the law and commandments. I have written for their instructions. Amen. So the word of God, what, what has he written the word of God for? For yeah. our instructions. That's why every good pastor will always tell you, do this, don't do that. Not like he want to. Because the word of God is instructions. Instructions are always do, don't. Do, don't. Start, stop. So he said, come and take the word, Moses, that I've given them for their what? Instructions. Don't forget when we read the second Timothy, it said, all, all scriptures are what? Instructions. Hey, instructions. Instructions. Whenever the word instructs you, it's for your good. He leads you by instructions. The visions, the dreams. In fact, if you truly, truly do get visions of God or dreams of God, because listen, there are three ways people get visions. One will be, can be from the enemy. If it's from the enemies to trick you into error. Or sometimes your spirit itself will pick up things. That is you. And the ones the Holy Spirit give, which is what? A message from God. So I'm talking about this message from God. Many a time, look at your messages, your dreams, if it's truly from God. Many a time, see that 70% of the time is to show you what to do or not to do. It's that simple. And sometimes the things sound so simple, you might take it for granted. He doesn't necessarily show you, it's do this or do this. Be careful, the instructions, instructions. So he said, he what? He orders and he directs us by what? Instructing what? Us. And he instructs us by what? His word. Amen. Matthew 23 verse 10, please. Hallelujah. Matthew 23 verse 10. Mm -hmm. Matthew 23 verse 10. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it says, nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. Amen. So Jesus said, listen, there's only one instructor who is what? The God, the Messiah. Messiah means Savior of mankind. So you being, you want to be a vessel of honor by God, 
I'm not talking serving for God or working for God, even though that is also part. But just for the word of God to be manifested in your life, then you have to submit fully by obeying this word. But today, I've zeroed in to let you know that the obeying of this word will not be straight, uh, no, will not be necessarily as you want or as you desire, because it comes as an instructions. You see, in, with instructions, you don't necessarily even need to understand it. That when you are instructed to do something, you don't do it because you understand it, because you want it. It's an instructions. You hear the army always saying, "I've been instructed to." You can go to office and say. But I want to see, they say, I've been instructed that no one should sit here. Finish. It's like, it, it doesn't matter whether it makes sense to me or it doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't matter whether I agree with them or I don't agree. I've been instructed. I should not allow anyone to come in. So even though it is rainy, I'm a security and I'm outside, that at least the customer should come in. The, 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 the woman has gone mad. I've been instructed that I should not allow anyone to come in. That is the meaning of instructions. Because it is authoritative. Yes, it is authoritative. Because when it comes to the potter and the clay, you are not the same. No. So it's authoritative. So your outcome depends on how you obey the instructions. You can make all the excuses, it is you. You can say all the things, it is you. Thank God, it's you. But it only starts, it only continues, it only becomes as you obey the word of God. All scriptures. All scriptures, all scriptures, all scriptures. This morning, what have I said? And this morning, what am I saying? God wants to make your life beautiful. Yeah, God wants to make your life beautiful. God wants your life to be good. Amen. When you read Jeremiah, please, let's read Jeremiah. Or should we regenerate? Amen. God wants to make your life beautiful. Amen. God wants to make your life what? Good. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I'm not sure, but I think so. Amen. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. It says, The plans He has for you are plans to prosper you, plans to give you a future and hope, and not to harm you. Other versions say, Not to destroy you. So if God wants to mold your life, it is certainly and only for good never for harm so it's not god's heart or it's not from god that you are suffering or you don't see his glory or challenges after challenges you are the cause because it is dependent on you according to second timothy but jeremiah 29 verse 11 there make us understand how this potter want to mold turn your life into please do it read it for us hallelujah jeremiah 29 29 verse 11 mm -hmm. jeremiah sorry mm -hmm. uh, for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future amen yes so this is it never be deceived or fear whenever it is god you are always better off mm -hmm. whenever i look at my life i am i've been better off believe me when god saved me first I was so glad that I was saved. I, I've been so glad because even now I see my friends and I know I could be this. This was me because this was my close friend. Because he cannot even get the idea of God. Some of them speak to them about God and you could see they are going to church but you could see they are living in sin and they cannot even get it. 
So I'm happy. I'm very grateful. You see, just becoming a Christian alone has saved me from a lot of things. There's a lot of things I won't be involved in. It has saved me from a lot of things. Just becoming a Christian. Amen. Amen. He made me a pastor. Promoted. That, that, that's promotion. That's how I see it. He made me. I never dreamt to be a pastor. He called made me a pastor. I am I'm, I'm blown apart. I am blown apart. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Hey, not just a pastor. He made me a pastor, meaning to start a church from scratch. A new church from scratch. Not a branch of a church. Hey, my head was scatter, scatter. It's like a crown. Oh, yes. Because, see, he has saved me. Don't get me wrong. Because sometimes you can be a good Christian. But if you are under a bad pastor or a bad leadership, you can't serve God. So that he has saved me from that worry. Of course, he comes with responsibility. I'm showing some of my blessing. And I was happy. I was happy as a pastor, as an apostle. I was working hard. I remember my three years anniversary when I went to Ghana to thank my to thank God at my father in the Lord's church. I was there. I saw the miracles. I saw the signs and wonders. I remember I was standing like this. I remember. It's like, hey, all these things happen. I've been a pastor three years. I haven't seen it in our church. And I was there. And I wasn't envy. I was happy because I remember after my father and the Lord gave me the mic. And when I took the mic, I said, hey, this what is happening here? We want this in London. I don't see it. It's great. And in the church, guess what? They were looking to me like I'm a fool. I remember that after saying that, I felt embarrassed. It's like, look at them. It's like, to them, it's nothing. It's not mine. Like, but I came back and I can see it. I can see it. I can see the signs and wonders, the miracles, the healing, the manifestation. It's like, God, I never expected this. I never dreamt of this. You see, so I could see. I can name them. I can name them. I don't name things Tesco can give me or Mark and Spencer can give me. Even though God is also giving me that. But there are things only, only God can give me. Yeah. So I take note of those things. I remember my first vision. I remember 31st night, years ago, before I became pastor, maybe 12 or 15 years ago, I was praying 31st night service, and the Lord opened my eyes, and I saw three, uh, three, what was it called? Three crosses on a hill. On a hill, three crosses. I remember, I couldn't believe that I can see a vision. And I told my father and the Lord, he said, you saw a vision, and he explained it to me. Before that, I've never seen a vision. Each thing, each people take it small. Me, it's not small. Make me press on. So that thing alone told me God is real. So if God is real, I must obey His word. And if I obey His word, I will see all that is in His word, just as I've seen vision. I remember when I was ordained, they gave me only one promise. My parents in the Lord did it. The only thing they told me, they said, if you follow the Lord with all your heart, you will see wonderful things. Mm -hmm. That moment, don't get me wrong. I was thinking, ah, she didn't say God will prosper, God will bless you. All he said is wonderful things. He said, I even want to cry. And believe me, I've been holding this word. That is all I was told. They didn't tell me God will bless you, God will give you. All they told me, if you follow him with all your heart, you will see wonderful things. That was all. I remember the first time I called my father in the Lord, maybe after a year that I've become a pastor, and said, Lord, the, the church is not going. People are not coming. We are about five. He said, so what? He said, 
don't worry, why are you rushing? You just started church. It's okay. You are even lucky that when the church started, a lot of people didn't come. Hey, that's what he told me. I'm just saying this to say, it has been God. It has been God. Not like, I agree with God. Because when I was starting church, I was expecting that oh, within a year, the church would be overflow. But it's nothing like that. <laughs> because God has his way. All I have to do is follow him. How do I follow him? By the word. How by the word? By obeying every instruction in the word. And it, it, it's, that is how our God is. You see, when you read a scripture, amen, when you read a scripture in 1 Thessalonians, you say anyone that rejects the instruction of God does not reject a human being but God, the very God who gives you the Holy Spirit. Because the instructions of the law, which is the word of God, will be preached to you by a human being or you yourself, you read it from the Bible. But then it is God who is what? Instructing you. Please read it for us. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 8. Mm -hmm. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Amen. So as if you reject these instructions, mm -hmm. you are not doing, you are rejecting God. Yeah. You are rejecting the potter. Then he will not mold you. But as I said in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, the plans he has for you are good plans. He, he said plans to give you a future hope and not, not the way, not what, harm you. Not to harm you. Last scripture, tell John chapter 2. Tell John, oh, tell John chapter 1 verse 2. It's only one chapter. Yeah. Amen. Tell John chapter 1 verse 2. Tell John chapter 1 verse 2. In fact, last but one scripture. Yes. Third John mm -hmm. chapter one. The verse elder. Two. Mm -hmm. oh, so sorry. Dear friends, mm -hmm. I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Amen. So note, God said, All may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along. Adam Bashi said that you may prosper as, as your soul, soul prospers. So God knows that it's not only eternity, that as eternity, your soul prosper as you, you are saved, that all other things will also go. So God is not wicked. His instruction is not meant to bring you down on. It's for your good. It's to turn you into a vessel of honor. Amen. Amen. When you read Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, it says, God will give you every good gift. Every means every. And he means it. He's willing. Please read it for us. Amen. Matthew, Matthew 7, 11. Mm -hmm. Matthew 7, 11. If mm -hmm. you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Amen. Even you, 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 you give good gifts. How much more God? So God wants to give you that good. He has the power in his hands. And he's willing to. Not like you are begging. He, he wants to. But it's dependent on you. If you will get rid of all those things. And you only get rid of it as you obey the word. There are things you'll be surprised. You think it's sin, but it's not even sin. Yeah. And there are things you'll be surprised. You think it's not sin, but it's sin. All I'm trying to say, how will you know the word? Every word of God. 
And if you begin to obey every word of God, your life will be transformed. You become that vessel of honor because by that you are allowing God, the potter, by the clay and the potter, by the water and fire hammer to mold you into that vessel that this is. Into that vessel that this is. I don't that you go around in circles. Or if you just want to be that, it's up to you. But the truth of the matter is, is no gimmicks. This morning, what have I said? I'll repeat myself again. All I've said this morning is that, listen, God wants good for you. God wants to mold you, your entire life, into something beautiful. He has the power, and the power to do it is only in his hands, but it's dependent on you. How you will allow him by obeying all the scriptures in the Bible. It also means if you are not obeying all the scriptures in the Bible, you are saying to God, you know better than him. Woe unto the one who say unto all his maker, I know better than him. Thus, the clay know better than what? The pot. But you don't want to say that to God. I don't know what this word means to you, but what I see is that God wants to give you a testimony. If you continue in obeying all this, you see, you'll be, you, you'll be surprised. The Bible says, do not lean on your own what? Understanding. And it says, as his ways, as the heavens are high from the earth, so is his way. Higher from us, not only his way, but his thoughts. That is why you must understand his word that they are instructions to you. If you use your mind on it, you'll be surprised. But anyway, if you should think, truly think with the word of God, you realize that even it makes sense, every word of God, if you even put the scripture, it makes sense because it's something practical. Show me one word of God that doesn't make sense. I'll show you that it makes sense. That you don't even need God to know that that word makes sense. When we begin to obey this word of God, all the scriptures and understand is for correction, is for rebuking, is for creating, is for everything, we'll be transformed. We'll have a free life. We will see the glory man by man, year by year, season by season, decade by decade. We will see it. Because this word is life and active. Lift up your voice and pray to God. Pray to God regarding the scriptures. What do you want to tell God? What has entered you? There isn't time to waste. Whenever you postpone, whenever you procrastinate, you are postponing and procrastinating uh, your beautification. Uh, we believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com God bless you.